Welcome to the Stabcast, a podcast dedicated to Star Wars Legion. And now to business. You will be delighted to hear that we are on schedule. 200,000 units are ready with a million more well on the way. Welcome, cadets and commanders, to the Stabcast, the Sunsphere Tactical Attack Brigade's Star Wars Legion podcast. I am Will. Obi-Wan is my waifu, Haim, joined by Ben, Grievous tucks me in at night, Fowler, and Ryan, make Jin great again, Slawoski. Tim's Veerskrennik is my OTP, Hannon, is currently on assignment. How are we doing, gentlemen? He dead. Dude, he's so dead. So, so somewhere in the Caribbean, just floating around out there. Mm-hmm. Just floating around. Doing fine, doing fine. Yeah, doing, doing pretty good. Because I'm the one of us that actually plays Legion. Oh, you. Hush. This week on Stabcast, some battle reports, a deeper look at the Grand Republic, and much, much more. Okay. So, uh, as always, we like to start our show off with some some bat reps. And on the theme of the Grand Army of the Republic, I've got a whole one game under my belt. Ooh. Uh, Enemy of the podcast, uh, Brett, we met at the final table of Epico's monthly tournament last month, and uh, I got to, to play against some pubs, and it was uh, it was weird. I was playing uh, a Luke-Leia Wonder Twins list. I don't play Luke a ton, so I've been trying to practice with him more, trying to get my brain in the right space for, for new operative Luke maybe when he comes out. I was about to say, are you, are you thinking about taking him down to the, the big tournament, to the Worlds? Uh, I'm not thinking about Worlds yet. Uh, the next big event I'm getting to go to is Warfare Weekend, and I'm trying to get some reps in with him in case I decide to take him, because I think Luke's a pretty good counter to a lot of what's strong right now. I mean, he is terrifying. Um, and his lightsaber does cut up a Tauntaun. It cuts up a Tauntaun pretty good. I right think it'll cut half. through some clones pretty well in a way, and I don't know that my Han, if there's going to be a bunch of prequel spam, can survive a ton of, uh, fire support even uh, though if he does get into range two it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty grisly for those clones yeah they really don't like that pierce two yeah yeah no yeah, no one does no, surprise no, <laughs> when han just picks up 26 points with each shot you're just like why <laughs> oh, <that's... laughs> the funny thing about han like to, to get off topic here a little bit is on the other side of the equation he's i think pretty like dumpster tier against against droids oh yeah there's too many of them yeah, he's really like, of them. Oh, you killed his, him. His, his two dice tuned up. Well, they're com- his anti commander options. Like, he doesn't want to get anywhere near Grievous. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> sure. I would love to target him. Please let me target Hansel. Yeah. He doesn't mind somebody with like five or six health. Uh, when we start getting up into that eight range, it's uh, he kind of runs out of bullets before the time he's dead. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so yeah, I, I've been playing, I've been playing Luke in, in my past couple tournaments. Um, and I was playing uh, Luke Leia with some Rebel Vets and Emplacement Trooper, uh, the Mark II, and two ATRTs, and then some uh, some core to fill. I think I was running a three Rebel Troopers Trooper sets, uh, one with a robot, one with a uh, a med bot, and then just one full six man with a Z six. So uh, Brett was running what he had. Like obviously, this is not the optimal. Uh, Grand Army of the Republic list, but he was running four fully kitted out core units, uh, two of each of the heavy weapons, obviously Obi-Wan Kenobi, and then two Bark Speeders. So he was only at seven activations. I was at nine. Um, And so I go into the game with a two activation lead. So going into turn zero, I'm like, you know what? I really want to capitalize on this. I want to I wanna capitalize on being a whole two activations up and being Rebels on nine activations. That means I'm not squeaking any activations out. Like, all of my activations have some pretty good some pretty good power to them. And I will say, um, I, I, felt, I felt very scared of the Grand Army of the Republic. And you've asked me a lot why I don't play them. It's that activation count. It scares the bejesus out of me. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's tricky. It's something you can get used to. But clones oh, have I'm a sure. lot of turn zero weaknesses as well. I don't, we'll get into that because I fell into a trap on turn zero. Oh. And I think I lost the game on turn zero. Spoiler alert, I lose this game. Um, So I get, I'm starting to feel pretty good. 
when we I push for for breakthrough. I'm like, I'm two activations up. We can make breakthrough happen. Let's let's do it. Um, that that'll that'll help me if I can get his speeders down. Um, he'll probably trade for my RTs, but as long as I can keep my activation count higher, then then breakthrough is easy peasy put in pie. Um, I've got Luke, who's more mobile than Obi Wan, so I can I can make I can make breakthrough happen. And then I get an even better turn of events, where I get uh, rapid reinforcements, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna push my activation lead even further by by making him rapid one of his trooper squads. So I rapid my uh, repair bot squad, and he rapids one of his clones, and uh, and then we push down to disarray. And I'm thinking I've hit the trifecta. I've got double commanders up. Um, I've got some cool tricks for Disarray. I think his deployment, like the corners that Disarray gave him were a touch better, but I thought my ability with dual commanders and the speed of my units was, was more than able to, to outweigh how Disarray was going to happen. So we deploy and deployment for Brett goes pretty standard. He puts Obi-Wan and his three clone buddies that aren't rapidly reinforced in one corner and his two bark speeders in another angling along the long board edge to where they're going to try to come around a piece of terrain and hit my army from the side. I put in the board edge that didn't have a lot of cover in it. I put my rebel vets and my emplacement trooper and everything else went to square off around the short edge of the board with his Obi-Wan and clone squad. But I did something a little funny with Luke. I put Luke all the way over and he was going to go try to take out the bark speeders and I played Luke very late to try to hide this from Brett as long as I could. Um, because I'm like, if I can get rid of his barks, Luke's pretty good at that. Um, I'll be I'll be in a really great spot. And then I also wanted to push Luke up that way uh, to get his bravery bubble around my Mark II and my vets as they were going to come rushing towards the middle of the board to try to cross the, the, the board with breakthrough. Just in case something, something funny went down. Uh, so the other thing on my list is Luke... My vets, Leia, and my medic squad all had uh, recon intel, which ended up kind of being a trap because it put me closer to, to Brett than I really probably should have been. And he got a few extra attacks, which really hurt me on turn one. Um, I got a couple I got a couple damage in on some bark speeders. Um, I put Luke on standby. I moved Luke and got him to where he uh, his bikes were going to have to land to trigger a standby token. Um, moved Luke, put him on standby, and I Brett was really smart and he took a less aggressive approach, but it meant Luke didn't get a free charge. So I basically had to take Luke and just take a pot shot, um, and I got a little bit of damage on one of the speeders. And then my Mark II, uh, with the vets having a recon intel... And getting to fling the Mark II out there eventually got a shot. But the way where I put my Luke was nice because his speeders, while I couldn't shoot them, the only thing they could shoot Luke with was their little pistol gun, uh, which okay. was great. So the angle was wrong. Um, gotcha. The angle the angle was wrong because Luke was nestled in some some terrain. You arc dodged him. I yeah I arc dodged <laughs> him with a standby token. It was pretty cool. This is something I, we, we haven't done very often, but it's something that when we came from X-Wing, we were very aware of, is that what we call the rule of 11. How fast <laughs> can you approach or you get that first shot off without getting shot at? And that's that's some grossness there. Like that's – I hadn't thought about because yeah. we're so used to just throwing intel on things. Oh, that guy gets recon. That guy gets recon. Wee. Yeah, it was a it was a it was a pretty cool setup. It worked for a couple of my units, but I probably should have declined to do it with a, with with the group surrounding Leia, because um, Leia just got chewed up. I think at the end of round one, I had I had taken like two wounds on Leia and lost like three troopers, and I had gotten like one damage on a bark speeder, mm. and Brett rolled nothing. My my ATRTs since they had to move into range and shoot, they didn't have that aim token. Got negligible damage, um, and he saved what little damage I did get through. Um, and we kind of just for turn one, we kind of square up. He rapidly reinforces into real close to my vets uh, on my back deployment zone. I rapidly reinforced the center of the board with my medic squad, hoping that as my RTs advance, or not my medic squad, my repair bot squad, that they can fall in behind them and then keep their damage up. 
Um, and then once Brett and me both kind of take in Trent's positions and the fighting actually starts. And the trade was I, Son of Skywalker, turn two because his bikes were so close together. And since you don't start a melee with vehicles, you just can you just get base to base with them. I was able to put Luke with Leap into base contact with both of his bark speeders. And between Luke, my vets, and my emplacement, I got both barks before they could activate a second time. Ooh, ooh. That's gross. That's so I was gross. feeling pretty good. Now, Luke is a little out of position because Luke had to dart towards the middle of the board while Leia and Obi-Wan are just squaring off ac- across the short edge against each other and looking to trade sides for breakthrough. Brett has a hell of a role with his rapid reinforcement squads and knocks my rebel vets who are in light cover down to just a unit leader in one shot. It's without fire support? Without fire support. Needless to say, that man runs away. Um, He runs runs for the hills of, he does score me a point at the end of the game. Um, And then the the Mark II gets cleaned up by that clone squad shortly after. And fire support with Obi-Wan's saber throw puts a hurt on my ATRTs. Brett rolled exactly the amount of surges he needed to trigger all of his critical abilities and then Obi-Wan's impact. Like, he made pretty short work of one of my RTs and fire supported another group of my rebel troopers off the board, and I think I lose Leia by turn three. And so I've taken a few clones with me, but not a whole unit. And so I've got, like, a rebel trooper unit leader scoring. I've got Luke in the middle of the table and, like, two ragtag groups of rebel troopers left. Um, and an ATRT. My ATRTs didn't get the damage they really needed to done. Anytime my roll would spike and I'd get all five hits, Brett's roll would spike and he would get like four out of five blocks and then Obi-Wan would guardian and spend a dodge token and it was really obnoxious. Um, but I didn't respect fire support. I didn't respect the amount of actions that Brett has to sacrifice to get it done. Um, Brett had some good rally rolls because I think if Brett loses two actions that game, I win. And it came down to a tie game on victory points. But at that point, Brett had just way more points destroyed than than I did since I had a bunch of clones on like two or three guys left. Um, and it was very I was having a really hard time clearing people up. And he was using Obi-Wan's Guardian right when when he needed to. And we never got to the point to where Obi-Wan and Luke when they got in range of each other where we could have decided to have the lightsaber fight in the middle of the table, he smartly decided to run with his clone troopers using Guardian to keep them alive for the breakthrough point. Um, and so uh, so Brett beat me on points destroyed. Um, I learned a lot. I learned I have to respect fire support a lot more than I did. I couldn't just sit into heavy cover with a dodge token and think that was going to be okay. Um Leia got lit up that ability to to spike down commanders or ATRTs because they have the perfect amount of keywords is is absolutely so huge. Um, and being aware to count those action backwards for all the actions that they have to sacrifice to get fire support off. Um, it was it was a fun game though. It was a cool game. Game it didn't look close, but it, but it was pretty close when when you actually came down to it. What did you end up with at the end? Like, you're talking about how much he murdered, but how much did you have remaining? Oh, I don't remember the exact points. I had Luke, a rebel vet trooper leader, um, and I think two squads of rebels still on the board. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I think that the victory point count was two to two. Okay. So it was it was three to three because I could have ran Luke and tried to catch a rebel or catch a clone, um, but I knew that I couldn't kill them um and prevent them from or i mathematically couldn't kill them all um and then i couldn't get them uh keep them from scoring so i just decided to run luke for a victory point on breakthrough and hope he missed a rally roll and he didn't are you seeing that this is that the republic seems to be a much high threshold high ceiling like because brett makes some decisions there because normally you'd go for the kill but brett made some wise decisions to to run yeah. into th- i mean go go for the points go score for the points hit things yeah. that he has to and i will say like and i think brett would agree with this the variance on that game was definitely on his side but you would think that turn zero was on my side like me as a rebel player getting to play disarray against single commander with rapid reinforcements pushing a two activation lead on breakthrough mm-hmm. that sounds like the dream but 
I let his clones ball up around Obi-Wan. And that's yeah. just terrifying. It's um, what they want. Yeah. They want. Um, rapid reinforcements, I'm not so sure if that was a good or a bad call. Um, and breakthrough, I think, was fine. Maybe I should have I should have tried to play for uh, like intercept, where I have to make him meet me in the middle of the table, or if I get that first score earlier than he does, um, then then it puts me ahead on the curve instead of just all or nothing breakthrough at the end. Uh, I know clones are something I do not want to play key positions against. No, nope. Yeah, um, and I can go over this later about what I feel is best or worst as far as objectives, but. I don't agree with you on intercept. We can say that at least. Oh, think, okay. Yeah, I we, think clones, we can talk about that here in a minute. I think clones really like intercept, but that's just. So a I'm tease going to of edit later. this podcast to say I don't respect fire support. I yes. think clones like intercept. That'd be the the head things we do at the top. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I got I got to learn to respect clones and and how to play against them because their play style is so drastically different. So it was really fun. Uh, I look forward to, to playing against some more games. But I do have to give a big shout out to Brett. Um, this is both a shout out to him and a humble brag on me, I guess. Uh, this is the first time on the tabletop. Uh, Brett beat me. So, I mean, you can't give someone else credit without giving yourself some as well. That, that's right. I mean, he beats me all the time on TTS when we're practicing. Um, but when, when the rubber meets the road, I've always gotten the better of him. Or actually, most of the time that Brett's been up, Brett's gotten the better of himself. Um, and I'm just there to, to pick up the pieces. But it yeah. was it was a really fun game, and I look forward to to playing clones against clones more. I will say we often talk about how Brett tends to defeat Brett. That's why he's our arch nemesis, mm-hmm. arch pod, arch enemy of the podcast. But yeah. uh, when I found out that Brett had won and took the event by destroying Ryan, yep. I immediately asked, "I was like, so is he now nemesis of the podcast?" No, that <laughs> was a day. It was a really good game. No, it was, really, no, it was too yet, good of a game. Yet. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm going to get you up there, Brett. I'm getting you up there. I'm going to get you the top spot. Ryan will always refuse this title because you care about it. Although, yeah. now that there's a fourth person, I think I can get three of the four votes, which allowed me to escalate him upwards. Uh, so. Will is just a guest. <laughs> oh, all right. Wow. Wow. That's not that's not at all what our notes say. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is Ryan's auteur project, so what he says goes, <laughs> right. I guess. That's right. We go by popular vote if we have to, or we make it the Electoral College. And yeah, it, hmm. it sounds like you're using the Electoral College to try to pull off this coup. I don't know. Uh, ben, how many Electoral Legion votes are, are you worth? How many games have you played in the in the past month? In the past month, I've played four games in the past month. Okay, I have. I have. I get, I get some votes in there, but it's only because the all, RPQ all was of a month that ago. was at one. Time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I had a game the week before. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, Will. You were using right on the podcast, not only because Tim is gone. Tim has gone off to the Caribbean to look for the perfect dice that roll exactly correctly every time mm-hmm. and a way to stop Pierce. Pierce does <laughs> that. Exactly. He's, he's trying to find like some kind of you know swamp witch, some kind of calypso, something magical down there that will stop Pierce. When but... really it's just going to be a label maker that he prints immune Pierce onto each of his unit cards. <laughs> <laughs> so, Will, you have been playing the Legion. You have come back to us. So I have. Give us, give us a battle report. Well... I'm not sure if you all mentioned me, but I was in the Knoxville RPQ. I was borrowing Ben's Rebellion units and <laughs> did pretty well. I came two and one, finished in six, right ahead of Tim. So that's how yeah. I earned my spot today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and my only loss was to the uh, champion of the event. So I really wasn't, you know, I was happy with that result. Definitely. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, but I also have been playing with the clones. I, I suppose I've become the designated clone player. So, yeah, I haven't we're, gotten... we're never having the arch enemy of the podcast on. So, uh, no, he's, no, 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 he's he's not getting anywhere near a microphone. Oh no, no, no! no. <laughs> and listeners, if you ever meet him in person, you will thank us. <laughs> we do this as a service to you, not against Brett. It is a service to you, dear listener. It would be easier to strap a live badger to a microphone and <laughs> use that for content. <laughs> Have you ever seen a frustrated parakeet? That's a, that's a lot like what having an opinionated conversation with Brett is like. Is he's just an angry parakeet. <laughs> There's lots of head bobbing and screeching, and then the talons come from somewhere. But you don't. None of this it. is wrong. I mean, none of this is wrong. I so, said okay. <laughs> but uh, I do have one clone game I will share with the group today. Uh, I was playing in the Yavin Base Team League. 
as a part of the unofficial Stabcast group, since Ryan was unaffiliated. I was unaffiliated. Two, two, of, two of the four of us, or the five of yes. us, were, were Stabcasters. Uh, we so. managed a strong 0-4 finish. I definitely blame my leadership on that, uh, Tim. Uh, yeah. I blame, oh, yes. I blame yes. Tim for this. <laughs> yes. But um, towards the end of it, they allowed clones on TTS, and I got one game with them against Huntsman, who was using Imperials. He was using all the new hotness. He had double lizards and triple shore, triple mortar, along with Veer's Boba. Uh, Ooh. I believe I also lost this game on turn zero because he pushed immediately for recover the supplies, which he had 11 activations to my eight and also had clearly had practiced this setup because he had, he immediately threw both his boxes in this perfect, like just beyond range one up this short edge. And then the other one was range one just beyond that. So he could send one unit that way to grab both. And then he had his Boba take the middle box, like right at the end of turn one. So, I mean, end of turn one, and I'm already down three, two. So it wasn't a good start. And Boba is a master box grabber Mm -hmm. because he doesn't, he doesn't have to fight. He doesn't want to, he can just run away. And with the, um, the, the hurt on snipers with the range five, you can be far enough away to grab boxes in the wide open Mm -hmm. for quite some time. Or if you're playing against a prequel faction that doesn't even get snipers. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, Boba, I don't believe Boba ever rolled offensive or defensive dice. He just grabbed that box and flew up into a building and said, Wow. You will never see me. (laughs) Not not even a rocket. No. He just double moved. He did the uh, back-to-back activation, so he double moved on the box and then grabbed and jumped on top of a building to where he was safe, and then just kept running. Mm, mercy. VP, VPs are VPs, man. I'm all for Yeah, it. no, I understood. I think the whole time he he was apologizing, like, I'm sorry I'm making lame choices, but I want to win. And I'm like, nah, I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so at that point, though, we were definitely, it was a battle of the losers bracket. Oh, yeah. Like, this was the toilet bowl, and we had to see which one was going to get flushed. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was Hint, me. it was us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually didn't even play my last game of that round because it didn't matter. The rest of my teammates had already lost. And so there was even a win from me didn't get me anything. And my opponent, I think, was getting married. I was like, listen, buddy, I'll just give you the game. Mazel tov, Laheim, congratulations. But Ben, <laughs> you could have been a champion of life. that's all i'm saying (laughs) but (laughs) we did play the game out for a good while so i got some good experience with the fire support and mm, i really like it oh Uh, so many (laughs) dice so many dice and they all and they're not just white dice like they have color to them and they oh yeah i got to throw 20 dice at a dewback that was kind of blocking in the middle and this was on the turn where you get the billions of surge tokens from Obi-Wan's three pip. So I think I rolled it all up and I got about 14 hits into the thing. Ah. <laughs> oh my Which, God. He blocked two. And, <laughs> oh no. And then got oh, to roll his six red dice. <laughs> I meant with, with the armor keyword, he blocked the initial oh, one. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, because the rest of them were all crits. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Sure. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was nasty, but, you know, my opponent played the whole game objectively correct, and, you know, I had killed everything except Boba and this box squad, but they were both clustered behind this one giant line of sight blocking building in the corner that, you know, my units, we eventually just mathed it out and I could not get anywhere near them to even get a shot. And he's like, if you do, I just stand by and blow them up or something. Because I, he had yeah, been right. plinking me away with mortars. You come so, around that corner, I'm just going to shoot you. Yeah. <laughs> so we ended at 3-2 because I just felt obliged to grab my boxes. So it looked like a better score. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I did learn a lot. I hadn't seen this Boba trickery before. And I felt good about how the clones worked. And he was very impressed by them as well it was his first match against them and you know we we had a discussion to say like 
if this hadn't been boxes, he would have had a lot more trouble fighting me because I sure. did just advance this blob of Obi-Wan and five clone trooper squads towards the middle point. So, yeah, there that blob is going to be very tough to deal with. Um, oh, yeah. And I think you're going to have to turn zero your way out of that blob. Or we're just going to start to see more, maybe some more area weapons. Maybe sabs will come into favor because you probably don't want to waste, you know, your big actions on shooting two little sabs who are going to have heavy cover in, in East M's. Yeah, I can see that being a problem. That or some uh, explosions exclamation point. Uh, yeah, some some Sabine action. <laughs> yeah, Sabine's Sabine's gonna be gonna be tough for clones too, especially if she's got that dark saber. So just her armor save in general is insane mm-hmm. too. So I haven't played against the Grand Army of the Republic yet. Um, I've been concentrating on my robots, um, and the robots were actually released earlier on TTS than the clones were. I was upset. I think it's because. Yeah, and I think part of it is we didn't have enough key, we didn't have enough visibility of the cards yet in the early stage, so I played a lot more of, of the robots. So I never actually got to play against the Grand Army, and because my leader of the uh, you know the Yavin based team league was Tim, I often just played other robots. So, <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for that, thanks for that, Tim. So, so you guys played rock paper scissors and called it a day. Yes, basically. It's who yeah. had more health? Oh, I did. Thanks, because <laughs> the white <laughs> dice were white dice. You just you know someone was going to eventually die. <laughs> but I so basically I've just been theory crafting. Um, I've been looking at things online. I've been watching games online. Um, I've, I've been getting texts from Arch and me, the podcast, and I'm like, what is this nonsense? Um, and then sometimes I respond, sometimes I don't. Uh, and, and Will, I mean, but Will's been out of the game, you know, six months or so. And right. the Arch enemy is, he's the Arch enemy. That's why I, we don't listen to him. So all I'm seeing is mostly online. I'm super terrified of Rex, but that's future conversation. But I know people are playing him right now. And it looks absolutely disgusting. Yeah, he is yeah, available he's... for TTS play and seems to be doing Ooh. very well. Seems to be doing very well. Um, I, I've noticed a distinct lack of, you know, bark root beer and uh, bark speeders in things <laughs> I'm seeing online. Now, both you and uh, Arch and me, the podcast, played them in these matches that we talked about today. But I'm not seeing a lot of them online. What's holding them back? Yeah, I've... You know, I've been looking at the same conversations and I do see a lot of hate towards the bark speeder. You know, it's and I'm not really understanding why it seems like it might be a bit overcosted for what it does, but also it might not. be. I don't I don't think it is. Um, I think the, the issue, the core of the issue uh-huh. is the fact that it can't you're you're so low on activation <laughs> counts and it doesn't have hands. Um, so scoring certain objectives is very difficult for it. And if you're already going to be going into a game one to three activations down, are you sure you want it to be a, a land speeder? So I would say that, but looking at that list that Will played against, there's not but a, what, three, four, five hands in that entire thing? Because the mortars can't grab and the lizards can't yeah. grab. And yeah, honestly... But Boba's, but Boba's really good at it. Boba's yeah. really good at it. He is. He's like, <laughs> but you know, shores can die quick if you're not... I mean, things can oh, go wrong, yeah, and they... you can be down to just two sets of hands, Boba and Veers. Now, I'll use Veers to grab a box. I'll put my, my Veers out there. <laughs> I... <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, if he had played that without his rehearsed, you know, my boxes are right on the short edge, I am nearest to, and all that kind of stuff, it would have been a harder fight for him. Which, fair to him, he made sure that didn't happen. Um, I mean, I could see the point cost issue, but it's 75 points with cover one and a red defense die. Now, I know you don't surge. You, you don't surge on that. But, I mean, that's a that's a heck of a... Yeah, it's still a good armor save. Yeah. Five health? There's no issue with the unit itself. Like, when it's out there, I feel it's doing fairly well. And unless Luke kills two of them in a round, then... I would yeah, be kind of salty. That's gross. That's kind of pretty gross. awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I just I see a lot of people focusing on making six phase one squads the like biggest toughest things they can be, and then you know if, when they have to cut points, they're cutting those barks right off. They're just like, no, I don't need it. You know, I think people. I know Brett has sent me lists that are Obi Wan Rex six core, and that's all. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Those are the same list I'm mostly ignoring, but yes, yeah. yes no. <laughs> I, I look at them and then don't respond. It's it's because that, that bark is so ex- – it is expensive, and I don't think it's expensive for what it is. 
but it's expensive when you when you run out of points really fast. It's hard to cut in clones mm-hmm. a ninety point hole. Yeah, so it's expensive by in. its opportunity cost. Yeah, yeah. When you know I mean, every squad is one hundred and ten points ish. Now, when Rex comes out, and if you're running Rex without Obi Wan, I oh, think yeah. you can slide a bark in there pretty pretty easily. Or a hover um, tank. Well, you're going to need to cut some more points for that hover tank. And that's honestly, like, I haven't really looked at the tank all that much. Obviously, I know, like, kind of what it does, but where it's going to fit into the metagame and what lists with the hover tank look like. I'm not super scared of it because I think it's going to have the first edition ATST problem where there's just not enough. Is there going to be enough around supporting it to really make it worth that, that huge point cost? I don't know yet. I don't know yet either. I it, I mean, the Arsenal 2 could just spend more money to put more points on the thing. Mm-hmm. But it does have 9 health with armor on a red defense die. Yeah, like the thing's I impossible mean, to kill. Absolutely then, impossible. Looking at the way it moves, it uses that speed 2 strafing. It can go mm-hmm. wherever it needs to. Mm-hmm. And it a double rainbow, range 4. I mean, it's a... But yeah, the, the point cost is going to be the thing that's going to get you. And I just don't yeah. know how to... Well, you basically... It and Obi-Wan, I think, have the same base cost at 170. So when you drop Obi-Wan, that saves basically an entire tank, but then you still have... You got to load it up, and you still have to pay for a commander. Yes. Mm-hmm. So... At the Bark Speeder, at 75 points. Like I said, you could get to throw a red, two black, and a white. If you just kept it naked and let it run, those aren't bad dice at 75. Yeah, I want to see people run the naked bark speeder. I really do. That's that's one of my next experiments, definitely. I'm not saying it's going to be awesome. I just want to see what it looks like. See what it does. I've thought about it as a mobile just cuz it is one of the it's the only unit so far, I think, that surges to hit. Mm. So mm-hmm. it can yeah, be the on that side. Yeah. It can be the catalyst for a fire support. That and keep that surge yeah. hit. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But it also can't share the tokens like the other clones do, so it it's kind of just in a weird spot, I think. And maybe it'll Heaven find its spot the, eventually. The game isn't broken. Um. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm not saying it should. I'm just saying that's that's a reason people aren't putting as many points sure, into it, I think. Even if you went with the twin laser gunner, it adds two black and two white dice to that. I mean, that's seven attack dice, three white, three black, and a red. Oh, yeah. For... I, what is that? 85 plus uh, eight more. Yeah. So I mean, 93 points. Yeah. It also slows the thing down. It does slow the thing down, which actually which may or may, or may not be a, a good bad thing. thing. <laughs> Me personally, I think it's a good thing because I always fly. It's too fast with the bikes when I try to play them. It is and it isn't. Like I've played, uh, I've seen where you want speeder bikes to be slower or the air speeder to be slower. But as someone who's played the lands, the rebel land speeder quite a bit, there are definitely some times I want that thing to be a couple inches faster to tuck around that building. <laughs> get out of sight, get out of sight. <laughs> and also the the missile launcher option for the bark is really our only source of impact right now except for Obi-Wan. So if yeah, you know, ATSTs and Imperial tanks are going to be a lot more common, we yeah. might be forced to bring those RPS 6s just to counter I those things. Really like the missile launcher on the bark. I do too. Uh, the the it, no arc. It doesn't have an arc restriction. Yeah. The nope, two to four not. can get you sometimes, but you just yeah. arsenal it off to whatever's at range three or four. Yeah. Just, yeah. You I over just, there. I, I'm, I'm not seeing <clears throat> the internet hate. I don't. I don't understand the internet hate. I guess. I think people are just making it low priority, and when you only have three options, you know, yeah, it becomes the lowest priority. And I think you need to figure out your core units first. And like me as the Rebel player, when my core set launched, I had the advantage of I could run everything and start getting a feel for ATRTs at the same time I was getting a feel for uh, my regular Rebel troopers and when to nimble and how to play them. While clones really can't do like you can do both, but or you could just really put all your energy into trying to figure out how to maximize your your core units. Yeah. And coming from CIS, I have the space and, and honestly, the lack of points or too many points. I have to throw some droidicas because I can't hit 800. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, I'm, I'm out of units. I've got six core. I've got him. And then I still have another, you know, 180 points left over spend. So I have a plethora of points. Because of my physical stuff. limit on the units I have, I have been running double bark. 
But I think if I had six clones, it would be either Obi-Wan, six clones, and one bark, or maybe just six clones and Obi-Wan if they get that big. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. It'll be interesting. But once again, I I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I don't think these factions are going to be, like, in air quotes, competitive until, like, Gen Con-ish. I could be wrong. Um, depending on how quick we get the Phase 2s and the and the super-duper battle droids. So I, I was actually just looking at the Phase 2s. Are they... Eight more points? Or are they are they worth it? Yes. All right. Yes. Are we talking about B2s? Sell it to me. Yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah, the phase, phase two clones. Yeah. yeah. Oh, phase twos. Bravery two. Bravery two. Oh. And their ability, they just get a surge token. So you don't have to go with them early to start that, that token stack. You just put one phase two in like the middle of your blob and suddenly, from the get-go, they don't have to get an order to get a surge token. They just have to exist. And it just feeds that little token battery that is that is the clones. Am I, am I thinking you're going to take all phase twos? No. no. Am I going to think, like, you're going to take two of them? Maybe one of them? Definitely. And another possibility is they have that training slot. And we're about to mm -hmm. get the tactical training upgrade. So you can just have oh, this true. phase two squad be a surge token, aim token, dodge token, battery yeah, and all they yeah, do that, on their that, turn that is offensive push. Yeah, all they do the, is dodge move to get that stack. If you if you're playing with Rex, which if you're playing affording phase twos, you probably are. When Rex inevitably goes down, you've still got a bravery two bubble commander you can nominate because mm -hmm. that is currently an issue with CIS. Is that when yep. Grievous is dead, they scatter like the wind. These little robots they do. Well, I believe super battle droids are also bravery two. Yes, they are. I'm pretty they sure. are. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, Internet, if we're wrong, feel free to tell us on social media. We love being yelled at by complete strangers. It makes yep. our day. It's the so. best. <laughs> Check us out on the Instagram where mostly Tim is posting photos. Ryan's put up some very nice photos as well of our RPQ. Check them out at SW Stabcast. Be sure to also check us out on Facebook and Twitter and give us a rating on iTunes. We are also available wherever finer podcasts are sold at SW Stabcast. Is is iTunes still a thing? I thought that was going away. Is iTunes dead? Is it iMusic now? Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that other is... Apple rebranded thing. Sure. Yeah. I, whatever. Uh, if we change the name, is it really different? No, it's fine. No, that's what I'm, that's uh, what I'm saying. If you want to support the show more tangibly, you can head on over to teespring.com slash stores slash stabcast. Uh, pick up some cool stabcast and Sunsphere Defense Fleet shirts our X-Wing sister group. You can also drop us a line because our email box has been pretty quiet lately, folks. Come on. Come on. Do, you guys can do this. I'm disappointed. Uh, send us some questions at swstabcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can send us. I would love to see the stores where you guys play. If you tell us what night of the week you play, send us some photos of an event you ran. We'll plug them on the show and our Instagram and our Twitter feeds. Um, we're available on the Discord server, on the Legion Discord. We're not there super often unless our name is tim uh, but yeah. if you want us to see anything just go ahead and tag us at stabcast ben at stabcast ryan and i think at stabcast will uh potentially i can fix that all right so i don't know i don't know if you want us to see stuff uh but yeah drop us a line ask us questions give us show topics you want to hear us to discuss all that kinds of fun stuff upcoming events uh, actually we're going to a tournament in knoxville tomorrow but that will not happen before this podcast is dropped so yeah. Uh, in Knoxville, yeah, we got yeah, we got that thing. That thing's going on. It'll uh, be a tournament in the past by the time this thing comes exactly. out. Exactly, it'll be we fodder all for had the next fun. episode. <laughs> I Dice can't believe thrown. that guy won. It was crazy. <laughs> it was insane. You mean Stu uh, Stephen Randolph from Nashville came down and won again? Not so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so the month of November, Ryan, where are you headed? I'm going to St. Louis. For Warfare Weekend, I'm super excited. It's going to be a lot of fun people. And I think it's going to be a bunch of people who I haven't met before. I think there will be some friendly faces, but there's going to be some people who I haven't met. Um, and I am very much looking looking forward to that tournament. He's calling you all unfriendly. <laughs> it's, I'm very surprised by the people who don't travel for their hobbies. And I know maybe it's just because we've traveled a lot over the past yep. almost five years. My God, I've known you guys that long. Um, mm -hmm. We travel a lot. And it's a lot of fun, and we have these hobbies. And uh, I'm surprised people who don't come out to these things, especially when it's almost local. 
Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. If you live in that area, you should definitely show up for it. But if you're f- three or four hours away, that's not a terrible time drive. If, even if you wanted to do it in a day, you can. You don't have to get the hotel. And I think, I mean, well, the hotel for Warfare, I think is 100 bucks a night. Yeah, it's not expensive. At, I mean, at that's what the I've event. Heard. Like, yeah, it's at insane. the event. I'm really excited. I mean, yeah. Our next big event in Knoxville is going to be our Grade A Prime Championship. That is January 11th. It's just like an RPQ, but it's not. But you can still get that March Worlds invite if you go to it. And win. I was curious about that. So they are for 2020. The yes, invites. I I went and double checked because uh, when, when we were typing up these notes, I was like, I don't. So I went and looked, and yes, the invites for this are for the March 2020 World Championship. Okay, at Adepticon. That's awesome. Super super stoked. Uh, so I guess the real narrative here. Is before our January 11th date, Ben, will you have your invite secured? <laughs> or am I TOing again? I can't let you do that. I can't let you have both of them. I can't let you can't let you have both of them. Well, where are you going to play, Ben? Before then. Nowhere. I don't have any time. Uh yeah, we'll find one of, well, one of the, I think I have a weekend in December that is currently open. <laughs> that I think one of the ones in the in the in our region are having. I think okay. is it the Charlotte one is somewhere in December? I don't know uh, if Charlotte's so, our region, but sure. Something like that. I mean, or I can go to the one that's, that's happening down south, but then then the Atlanta scrums come up, and I don't want to play with those guys. Well, and Dicehead's got one this this go around too. That's so. what I'm saying. I go down to Dicehead, and then I have to go play the the Atlanta scrubs. I mean, but it's also now, I will say after our event. The, yeah, yeah, the one with Dicehead that weekend. I'm a little upset. Not not at Dicehead, but I want to say that Dicehead's got one that weekend. Um. Misty Mountain Games, where I got my invite in Wisconsin's the same weekend. Louisville's the same weekend. There's a bunch, like five different stores that I would have wanted to go to to play again, and they're all on the same day. Because part of my my sick mind did really want to go back up to Wisconsin and just be like, behold, I have returned. <laughs> you got to defend <laughs> your It wasn't that one? expensive to go see my sister. So. <laughs> defend the title. <laughs> I, I come to take the second one. First, it was the RPQ. Now it was the prime champion. I'm double champion. <laughs> yeah, no, I, w- I would lose out. We know that. Because they'll, <laughs> so. they'll be our event, Dicehead, and then Gigabytes in Atlanta. And those are all different mm-hmm. weekends yep. that we can attend, hopefully. Yes. yes. Hopefully. hopefully. So after that, that's January the 11th. And then Ryan and Tim are going on a special trip. Las Vegas, baby. Viva Las Vegas. I'm super excited. Uh, That, that to me, is going to be world's refinement time. Like, I should have my world's list pretty well locked in um, and ready to go. So it's funny you mentioned that, because there's going to be a ton of players at LVO who are also playing in the world's event in March. And how many of them are are going to be willing to show off the list that they're playing? I think quite a few. I, I wonder about that question. I wonder. I think in Legion, it's much different than X-Wing, where your your hidden secret tech list in X-Wing, I think you guarded a bit more. But in Legion, it's all about how you can manage your own list. And so I think people are less hesitant to hide it when it's our last stop to get grade A, like, good games in against really talented opponents Oh, yeah, because I'm just rubbish. I mean, I just throw yeah. nice and have yeah, fun. I mean, it's, yeah, it's more it's thematic fine. for me. Yeah, it's, it's okay. <laughs> so I, I think I think playing a good list is, is something people are going to want to really test their list. Now, I think two types of, of people who take that approach are going to come out of LVO, and I'm not sure which camp I'm in yet. Either A, you're going to come out of LVO, you're going to change 30 points worth of upgrades around and a few minor tweaks and maybe swap one unit out, and then there's going to people who are going to be like, well, this is all hot garbage. Better start from scratch. I, I got went one March and three. I'm out. out. <laughs> That's our usual approach to practice. Yeah. So uh, throw the whole thing in not, the dumpster and start over. You're, you're not wrong. Yeah. Hey, listen, I'm flying out there to Chicago. What should I play? Yeah. I don't know. Let's just throw everything in the back. <laughs> Ben's brought one pair of pants to this event because his entire luggage was taken up by his Legion collection. So. <laughs> That's right. And your three tackle and boxes. Then, and then honestly... Yeah, we can add this to the list after LVO. I mean, it's Adepticon. It's Adepticon. The Adepticon. Now, Ben, we're having this conversation on the fly live. Are you going to Adepticon? Is yes. It, does your schedule work this year? Yes, my schedule works this year that I get to go to Adepticon. Excellent. Awesome. I wasn't sure. So, it's the last weekend. I'm gonna like previous years we've done this. I'm gonna be super tired going into work on Monday, but sure. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, I think the last time we went to Adepticon, we got back. 
was I was early ish. It was like at one thirty. Um, yeah, but then I had to be at work at went, seven. Yeah. But the year before that, God, we got home at four thirty in the morning, and I yeah. went to work May, at seven. I think this year was similar fault. to that. Without you, it was it was like three. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is they love to run events at Adepticon up until like 5.30 on that Sunday. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you want to stay and play the games, but it is a nine-hour drive for us. So. I, for one, blame Justin's driving. <laughs> Was it just super slow? <laughs> I usually, historically, I drive back. Like, once we... Justin will get us from Chicago to, like, Indy, and then I'll take over. Yes, but that took five yeah. hours. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're right. Yeah, that, so. that drive is only a two and a half hour drive three and a half if the cops are behind you the entire way like, it wasn't it's not actually <laughs> five but it was it was longer than it needed to be i'm here to put us back on schedule and then he didn't even have the gall to stay up with you while you drove us all in the no. middle of the night no that wow. happens that happens almost every year i i take the last leg by myself well, it's breaking the bro code i say that well, yeah, except for the one year where I stayed up with the driver, Scott, because you did. I'm the only one that had to go to work the next day. And they're like, hey, <laughs> I Ben. Took, hey, I took my – I was in no condition. Let's be – let's put one – that year, I was in no condition to drive. Or you to, were to, legally to dead. Or talk to any – I you was were legally, legally dead. dead. You could have dropped you, you dead. off and just been like, well, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> just rolled you out of the van. Yep. <laughs> I, I played like 15 games of X-Wing and then like three games of Epic X-Wing on that Sunday. Yeah. I was told we stopped on our way back. I don't remember Sunday at all. I don't even remember my third game of Epic X-Wing. I just remember playing the first two, having a lot of fun, and then the third one is a blur. I pushed some ships around. So here's Um, why you should travel and play, because you have these things where I, as the outside observer, Ryan played all these games, was kind of delirious. We stopped at the Culver's. (laughs) He carved up real hard with some fried cheese and like two milkshakes, and then he was dead. He just just died in the vehicle, didn't stir. (laughs) You got a milkshake with your food, and then as we left, you're like... I want a milkshake and went and got another one. <laughs> yep, don't remember any of this. Yeah, and then we had like there, a full conversation. No hard drugs or alcohol that you don't remember at all. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Oh no, it was a hard carb. Hard carb. <laughs> yeah. And this was our six people in a van experiment that I'm not sure we would repeat, never, but it was an experience. Nope, never doing that again. And this is again why I love traveling to go off to these events. Like I said, you yeah. have so much fun and you meet all the cool people. Refer back to our pizza party episode. And um, Tim. You can also meet Tim. Yeah. You can also meet Tim. Yeah. He might also be there. Yes. Oh. Maybe. Cranky awesome. in the corner. <laughs> so, the news. The news? The news. There is no news. Oh. <laughs> but be sure, just in case any of you guys are wondering, to go to the uh, Star Wars Legion Facebook page and be sure to ask when Clone Wars is getting released. I, I hear that's their favorite there. <laughs> it's They love that. So street, street date for Clone Wars is theoretical. <laughs> there is news. The FAQ update to the forums happened. Whoa. So there's some interesting things that happened there. Someone lied there's to a, me. There's, a there's some stuff. Questions. Yeah. There's some stuff. Like this question. Can one clone trooper unit spin multiple subsequent standby tokens from other friendly clone units at range one? Because standbys are green. Will, what's the answer to that question? Yes, you can, because every day we stray further from God's light. Uh, (laughs) For example, if you have a single clone squad with three friendly clones nearby, all with a standby, and a unit approaches your standbyless clone squad at range two, that clone squad may immediately spend all three to perform three straight attacks against that unit. That, that is, is so so funny. Which crazy tech. I didn't think would be real because I thought you'd make that first attack and then lose your other tokens, but I guess you're spending them all at one instance. You're sp- well so you're spending them uh, You only lose the standby tokens that you have. Uh, and as long as the units that's shooting doesn't have them, that's fine. That's the bonkers and, uh, part. <laughs> not to get too X-wingy, but for the rules discussion, it looked like they described it as the standby, the action that triggers a standby happens, and then you spend it to then initiate those windows of actions. Yes, and then you resolve those windows of action, and all three would resolve Something like that. I don't know. Yes, yeah, you just and all three, unless they weren't there yes. after the first two. <laughs> right, unless they were just dead. Yeah, and then... then you fire support your fifth clone squad in on your fi- on your standby <laughs> shot to make sure it's completely dead. I mean, 
Now you're out of activations, but it's fine. Well, <laughs> if they're down like two at that point, you're cool. So gross. It's all about the trades. So, so gross. So, all right. So speaking of clones, speaking of clones, let's say Luke Skywalker just happens to hove into you know two enemy units that both have standby tokens. And that first enemy unit spins his token to attack Luke and defeats him because fire support from a ridge over there blows him up into nuclear bits. <laughs> Can the second guy also spend his token? Why, yes. Uh, <laughs> as we said, that is one trigger to spend both tokens no matter what the resolution does. So you may still spend that right. second one to perform a move or perhaps a different attack against something else. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, I think uh, Republic players are going to become masters of the standby token. It's a token. It's an action that I don't take really all that often. No, right we now. have so mocked mercilessly. We have absolutely mocked the standby token. It needed some love. Yeah. For in the early part of our podcast, we mocked it on Fleet Troopers. We're like, this makes no sense. We were like, okay, maybe if I'm hiding over here behind a corner, like in Will's game, and you got to walk around that corner, then I'm going to shoot you in yeah. the face. There's maybe. some there's some real real corner scenarios, pun intended, that you can right. that you can do with it. Um, and they but, really so tried. I kind of like that. It's I think it's gonna I like that it's gonna be bonkers when it does work. You have to be the um, master of now, the setup. Now the funny as heck thing is. Let's go back to talking about phase twos. They get that training slot. Yeah. <laughs> There's some overwatch on them. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, God. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I haven't started a podcast on this yet, but give me a couple hours and I will. So I'm, uh, I have my Tauntaun podcast, my anti-Tauntaun. I'm also probably going to have a strong anti you know, Republic stands like, no, anti-standby token podcast. <laughs> well, the standby token is broken. To, he also wants it to be anti-Rex, so he's going to be <laughs> conflicted. This is true. Oh, this is so true. Rex is so good, though. Like, so, so good. So good, he's going to make you so mad. So, so mad. <laughs> like, if Commander Cody does not stand up to Commander Rex when they eventually get a Commander Cody... Like, I, he... I will be Commander sad. Cody had better be just as awesome. Yeah. I mean, he'd better be, because Rex is amazing. Yeah, Rex is amazing. I think Cody will be the the backline commander while Rex is the frontline commander. He'll, he'll, he'll be your he'll be your kind of your Veers Krennic. Yeah, he'll, he'll toss well, tokens so. definitely. Other people's Veers Krennic because my Veers is always in the middle of the board. So. That's well, right. That's, those are the choices you make. We can't really affect those. <laughs> <laughs> we just stand by near. We just stand and watch and go like, why. So in, in pre-show, Ryan and I kind of talked about this next question I'm going to bring up. And I think it happens enough, and it's an FFG problem, that when so many of us come from one game to another, we keep some of right. the old rules and just assume them without really talking about it. So the question is, does pre-measuring with a movement tool during a unit's activation commit that unit to performing a move? This is the question I got asked more often than any other during my, my tenure as judge of our RPQ. Oh, one day? Yes. No. When you put your movement template down, you are committing to activating that unit, but you are not committing to a move. You are allowed to pre-measure with your movement template all day, all you want. But only when the unit is activated? But only when you decide to activate that unit. Okay. What a lot of people do, and how I've had to catch a couple people, is they'll put that movement tool down before their rally step and that means that they do have to indeed activate that unit even though if they were just trying to check something they weren't probably aware of this rule or, the, or this etiquette uh, but yeah when you pull that movement tool out you're only allowed to measure from the active unit if there is no active unit whatever you just measured from is now going to be your active unit if it's not your turn to activate something well then you're just downright cheating and you should probably go read the rules reference guide now you're just cheating. <laughs> and I come from, you know, we've talked about how I come from X-Wing and then other skirmish games where I have five or six different clauses for pre-measuring bouncing around my skull. So mm -hmm. with Legion being, sure. Legion is one of the more lax games about pre-measuring. So I'm glad they have at least some limitation on this where you're not just... You know, while your opponent's talking about whatever, you're measuring every movement and all these measurements all day long. I think it's good. Do to some have. of those skirmish games also include orcs sometimes? <laughs> Just sometimes, though. Only sometimes. 
No, it, it's, with X-Wing, if you measure from something, there's only a very finite window in which you can do that measurement. Like, mm-hmm. you can measure for target locks here, you can measure for shooting, but that's it. Yeah. Like, there's no there's no laying anything down anywhere. If you put down that template to do a barrel roll, it's a thing you've committed. Oh, yeah. So and measuring range, if you measure from a ship, that commits that ship to attacking right now, basically, if, it's, yeah. it's, if it is its step. Yep. So it has Absolutely. a similar clause where even if you don't say you're starting there, if you put it down, well, now you are. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wilhelm. I haven't heard that name in a long time. Cue Obi-Wan music. (laughs) It is I. (laughs) So, what brings you back, buddy? What brings you back? Well, the assassins I hired to throw Tim over the side of his cruise ship should be reporting their success any time now. So. Ripped him. I'm back. (laughs) <laughs> so but like like more more generally like what brings you you know we've talked about your presence on the show a little bit but now that we've actually got you on what brought you back to legion our listeners can can go back in our archives and listen to kind of why you decided to step away for a while but what brought you what brought you back in yeah i mean we've been talking you've been gone for quite some quite some time on this podcast and then really we've talked about you playing only in the last episode because you're at our rpq yeah. I mean, you've yeah. painted things for me, and I have talked about your painting, including that time you won Best Painted Army, because it was mine, but you painted it, so, you know. <laughs> so I won Best well, Painted. What, what, what brings you back into the actual play side? You've been, you sell the product, you paint the product, but what brings you back on the plane of the product? Well, now I really wish I'd listened to that episode so I could respond to my own issues I had, but uh, <laughs> without that hindsight, I, <laughs> I really had just felt kind of drawn don't, back into the game. Mean- I, uh, Don't you mean Heim site? Oh, oh, that's well. Thank that's you, everyone. I will be heading out now. Tip your waitress. The seven o'clock show is different than the nine o'clock show. Time to go now. Goodbye. There's a blooper for you. I derailed the whole show. You really did for the joke. Well, I really felt drawn back into the game after that pause. You know, I'd seen you all having all this fun with Legion. And I really did miss the game after I'd left. But I wasn't sure if I really wanted to get back in until they announced these damn prequel factions. (laughs) Exactly. The the temptation, it was too strong. Um, I know in my departure episode, I spoke about how Legion had been a placeholder for other groups. Well, those groups haven't quite panned out the way I thought they would. Uh, Both have suffered from (laughs) shrinkage and, you know, the Legion community (laughs) has been thriving and I just felt drawn to be a part of it again. Yeah, we're we're pretty rad. We're we're pretty cool. We're we're fun people. Yeah, I mean, except for that Ryan guy, you know, strong-arming everybody. There's always a a tool in some group, you know, you just got to deal with it, so. It's me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, so what's, from an outside perspective, um, what's, uh, what's changed? Like, obviously, Legion has grown a lot, especially from the, the time when you left to, to where we are in four fa- almost four factions now. What's, uh, what's changed? What's, what's, what's different? It seems a lot more developed as a, as a game system. You know, these, that's not quite true for these two new factions, but, you know, listening to Rebel versus Imperial, like, list building and how you have to approach the game, it's a lot more complete, like... When I left the game, there weren't nearly as many options. You you know, they were still only like two support, one heavy option. So the game has developed quite a bit since then. You know, I kind of missed the rise and still there of snipers, you know. They're still around. I don't know, the game just picked up a lot of momentum. And this Clone Wars release seems to be really doubling down on the interest in the game overall. So you were playing Imperials when you were last with us, and you've I actually was. been playing mostly out of my box, whatever it is I'm not playing. I mean, I've been mostly sticking to Imperials myself. So you've been having some Rebel play there. So what? And the the it seems like the the Grand Republic that's very Imperial like. So I guess why'd you choose the Imperials? Or I have to mess that up. The twice. Republic. The Republic. Yes. Man. So why'd you choose the Republic? I guess I'll go through that in order. Uh, I started with Imperials because I really liked the kind of more stable approach to it you know rebels are very seat of the pants 
you win by two models or you lose by three actions type of play. <laughs> and I didn't think yep. that's how I wanted to kind of have my experience. But then I also was getting frustrated with Imperials because, you know, sometimes it wasn't, I didn't get that excitement. I didn't have those like nail biting conclusions yeah. that I saw other people, you know, having. It was a route or it was a, it was a yeah, over, you, over magnificent win. You just won or you lost. And it was just like, oh, that, that was obvious on turn three. And we just played two more for fun and profit. Uh, <laughs> and so when I came back, I was like, I want to see this other side of the fence. These filthy rebels. They're a lot of fun. And they're a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Fleet troopers are the best. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, someone to subscribe to my fleet trooper newsletter. Yes. You have lots of people subscribe to your newsletter. The the real problem is other things have kind of crowded out your newsletter. I still like fleets. I'm still I will still play if I play rebels. I'll play two sets of fleets, mostly full. I will. So on TTS or in these major events before clones had come out, I have been playing the Rebels and it was just interesting to gain that other perspective, I guess. Like I felt very locked into one play style when I only had Imperials and then getting to try that out, I think gave me a lot more information on the game isn't just Imperial gun lines. Like I felt like I was trapped into, you know, there are these way different ways the game can pan out and play and all these other things and then as far as why i chose republic i really like the visuals and i also like the teamwork kind of style i know it's you say it's imperial ish and i the dice and stats are are that but i'm not sure what else beyond that yeah, the combination play that we were just talking about. Yeah. Can I use a standby token? Is it green? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, where you place those eight units, because I think eight activations is what you're going to have. Um, I mean, yeah, you can play a very different game while still having that uh, survivability that the Empire has. Yeah, it's... You're still going to need to make really smart plays with clones. Like... And maybe I'm smart enough for that. <laughs> uh, but I just felt more attracted to the clone faction rules than I did to the to the robots. Uh, they, while I do have some dice magic, I don't think I have enough dice magic for <laughs> non-surging white dice. It, this was a conversation that Ryan I've had over and over again. He definitely thinks I should be playing Republic. And one of the reasons I don't is because I'm very afraid of... That low activation count, can I make the magic happen? Because I do think I'm smart enough to make the magic happen. But one of the reasons I'm into robots is I like the aesthetic. I have always loved a B1. I don't know why. I've always loved Droidicas. I still, I don't know why. I just like that. I like that idea. The rest of the the, the non-canon, whatever the, the old books talked about, it's all dumb. I'm, I've never been a reader of, of Star Wars stuff. Uh, we've got so many dislikes now. Oh, so I know. Exactly. They've all dropped the podcast. It's Legends content. Me, <laughs> the best days were when robots were shooting at Gungans, and I'm perfectly fine with that. <laughs> but, sir, do you deny that you would buy into Gungans? Oh, I would so buy into Gungans, but yeah, that's mostly me trolling is. other people. <laughs> yeah, there it is. When Ben gets I to so would troll some people. bring two boxes of his full Gungan army and his full Ewok army, he'll, <laughs> he'll finally get to where he's always wanted to be. That's, uh, that's really that's really what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I understand when you say I, part of it is faction aesthetic. I completely understand that. It is. Um, Clone Wars, the show, was on during my my formative years. I was but a seventh grader in 2007, I think, when the show started. Uh, so now half the audience has turned us off because like, oh, my yeah. God, the man's a child. Don't I, worry, people. I am a I child. I was teaching for the first time in 2007. I had a career <laughs> and a home and a degree. <laughs> Some of us are older. I will visit you in the home. We've talked about it. Uh, <laughs> you will me in there with my, with my Gungans and my Ewoks. Yeah. And they'll be like, just let them play. Just, just let them play. Paper that dolls. <laughs> to you, they're really there. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, I always, you know, watching the show, I loved the clones. I loved all the characters and how they really explored that, like, they're all the same, but they're all unique kind of way the clones are. And I've been doing my best to replicate that with paint schemes. Like, no clones have been identical paint scheme-wise. So I'm really 
I really dig the aesthetic and I'm really excited to play with all these token sharing wombo combos to see what craziness can happen on the table. Yeah, that'll be cool. So on that surprisingly like kind of wholesome and well put together note, I think it's uh, I think it's about time to call it a call it a show. We normally somebody's rambling when we do this. Uh, so, uh, as always, thanks for stopping down with your paint time, your drive time, your whatever time you bother to, to sit down and listen to us for, for checking out the Stabcast. And until next time, I'm Ryan Slawoski reminding you that in my book, experience is everything. I'm Will Heim, reminding you that some bridges can be rebuilt. <laughs> and I'm Ben Fowler reminding you, burn all the bridges. All the bridges. Oh, dear. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Good night. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. I would so troll some people with some Gungans. Absolutely would troll. We never doubted <laughs> yep, you. you would. Oh, yeah. It'd be there all the time. Sorry. Right. Now, press the stop button. Well, press the stop button. I need you to censor that, by the way. <laughs> what? <laughs> the street date should be boop. Oh, gee. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> so redacted. it's redacted. But wait, wait, wait. It's it's like acting. It's like it's like acting. Bring What's yourself my back. Motivation? Find character. Find character. <laughs> Your motivation is to be better and more charismatic than Tim. Yes. Ooh. Which mostly involves not falling asleep on the podcast. <laughs> And not, not having your dogs violently shake for four to ten minutes. <laughs>